I just would like to share with you a passage from the scripture that um, the Lord was speaking to me uh, this morning. And it's in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16, uh, New Living Translation. It says, therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need never be shaken. Wonderful. Lord, thank you so much for your word. And Lord, help us to decode the message and help us to see through or in between the lines and help us to come to you, knowing that you are king, that you are Lord, that you are forever with us, that you have promised that you will never leave us or forsake us, that you will be with us until the end. And Lord, in this time of um, uncertainty and, and shaking times, um, thank you that your word is encouraging us that we who are in you, in that rock, we will never be shaken. Um, sometimes we give a lot of attention to the things around us. And yes, we have to be aware of what's happening around. But Lord, help us to remember that you always have the last word. And no matter how the world goes, we belong to you. We are part of your family and you have the last word. So Lord, I pray that you will speak to us and edify to us and, and, and build us today in you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. So I just found three very important uh, points here. You know, he said he's talking, Isaiah is talking here about um, a foundation stone a tested stone and a precious cornerstone. And um, of course, we have New, Te New Testament references to, to this. For example, if we look to the letters of the Apostle Paul, uh, Romans chapter 9, verse 33, we have also that text over there, um, which is a quotation uh, from this particular passage. And then we also have 1 Peter chapter 2, Verse 6. Just for the fun of it, Chema, by any chance, do you have those references there already? Romans chapter 9.33. Of course he has. And 1 Peter 2.6. So look, Romans 9.33 says, God warned them of this in the scriptures when he said, I am placing a stone in Jerusalem that makes people stumble, a rock that makes them fall, but anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. This is the New Living Translation. Uh, if we look to 1 Peter 2.6, it says, As the scripture says, I am placing a, a cornerstone in Jerusalem chosen from great honor. Sorry, chosen for great honor. And anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Chema and, and Oz. So the first thing I would like to share with you is the first point here. According to Isaiah, which is the original text, if you like. The Romans and First Peter are quotations from, from the Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter. Of course, very two important characters, especially in the book of Acts. Um, the book of Acts is divided in two parts. The first part, you know, Peter is the great champion, versus, uh, chapter 1 to chapter 12. And then from chapter 13, the Apostle Paul is the great champion there. And we see how these two apostles were incredibly influential in the primitive church. But here, um, both of them are quoting Isaiah, but Isaiah says, look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm stone. 
So the first thing I want to talk to you is the foundation stone, because obviously this is referring to the Messiah. This is referring to Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, for everyone, is the foundation stone. How? How is the foundation stone? Why is he the foundation stone? Because he's the foundation stone because of his atonement, because of what he did at the cross. He's the foundation of everything we are and everything we do. We rest on him because of what he did. He came, he died, he obeyed, and he opened the way for us. He is the foundation stone. Everything is on him. You see, in the Old Testament, we see how everything is pointing at him. And in the New Testament, he is, he is absolutely the fulfillment of everything. And today, in the time of the Ecclesia, the time of the church, we look back at the things that he has done, but also we look forward to the things that he's about to do, that he's coming again, that he, he is not leaving us alone. So the foundation stone, he's the foundation stone because of his atonement, because of what he did, because he brought that unity. Amen. And I want to encourage you in, the, in a practical way. How can we apply this to ourselves? Well, he's the foundation stone. He is the one who opened the way, but he's encouraging us to be like he is. In other words, he's encouraging us to take our cross every day. He's encouraging us that, that to come to him, to believe and trust in his word, to believe and trust. Remember that, those two key words. I told you a hundred of times in the 10 years I was there with you. Believe and trust is, is, is faith. Faith is a Greek word, pistis pistoio, which, believe, which means believe and trust. Believe is sometimes not enough. You know, even the Bible says that believing, uh, you know, even the demons believe in God and tremble. So believing is important, but also we have to rest and trust in that in which we believe. We believe in the Lord. Therefore, we um, allow our lives to be shaped by those um, promises. So the foundation stone in our lives is Jesus Christ. And therefore, we stand and we rest on that foundation stone. And we apply his atonement to us. His, his, his precious blood has washed us from all kinds of sins. And we are free. And we are free to be free, to live in freedom. For freedom, God has made us free, the Bible says. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. I, I'm, it's, it's a shame I'm sitting here. I wish I could be standing and I could just get Pentecostal. But, um, you know, praise the Lord. This is a wonderful, wonderful news. And... Everything we are and everything we do is based on that. You know, the fact that we have surrendered our lives to the Lord. The fact that everything we are and do and say and think depends on that amazing experience that we have when, when, when we embrace the Lord Jesus Christ and we open our hearts to Him. Hallelujah. Everything depends on that. That's the foundation of everything. The, how you relate to your spouse, how you relate to your children, how, how you relate to your boss, to your neighbors. Everything st it starts from that foundation, from that foundation stone, the atonement of Jesus Christ and the effect of that atonement in your own personal life. Hallelujah. The second point that Isaiah is prophesying here, he's the tested stone. Hallelujah. It's not just a stone that, okay, let's put it there. Let's see what happens. Let's see if, if he will be able to endure the pressure and the, and the movement of the earth and earthquakes and things like that. Let, let's see what happens. No, 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 no. This is a tested stone. This is a, a stone that has been proven. 
to be solid and firm. Hallelujah! Woo! And, 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 and how? How was that tested? Well, that stone was tested in his temptations, the, the temptations that the Messiah went through. The Bible says that after he was baptized, and the, we see that Trinitarian approach where the Father speaks from heaven and the Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus. And the Bible says that from that moment on, the, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit led Jesus Christ to the desert to be tempted by the devil. And we, we know that at least he was tempted three times, which is a, a symbolism also, also of the three big temptations in our own lives. You know, the, the desires of the flesh, the desires of, the, of, of our eyes and the vanity of life. And, and he endured. And he endured because he understood that he was here to obey. Obey the word of God. And every time he was tested or tempted, I should say, he will say, it is written. So it's important for us to understand that the foundation stone, which is Jesus Christ, is not for us to interpret that according to our um, mood or our human understanding. For us, it is important to go to the Word of God and respond like He did, like He did. Respond to anything that life throws at us as it is written. Wow, guys, wait a second. It's just snowing here. Let me just show you. Can you see that? Can you see the snow? Oh, hallelujah. Snow for the first time here. I just, I just sit here in my window. Um, sorry about that. You see, this is the problem of being a Pentecostal. We get distracted uh, quickly. Um, <laughs> the tested stone. Jesus Christ w went through those temptations and then he says, it is written. He wasn't about his opinion. He was not about his, his mood. He says, it is written. This is what my father says. This is what the word says. And I want to encourage you in these times that we are living in, especially when you, when you open the news, I still follow the news, the, the, the British news every morning. Goodness me. I mean, could we get more bad news? Oh, the food is expensive. Like if we don't know it already. Oh, gas is gonna be unheating. Oh my goodness. This is awful. Oh, you know what's going on? What's going on in the, you know still with the war and oh, the price of cars have gone uh, you know over the roof. I don't have a car here yet. I mean, I'm driving a car, but it's not it's not mine. Uh, so you know, um, you know, I wish I could get my car back, please. No. <laughs> uh, you know, it's crazy money, crazy prices, and uh, and we feel tempted sometimes. You see, like to make our own, you know, kind of decisions and our own conclusions of things. But brothers and sisters, we are encouraged by our Lord Jesus Christ to resist temptation by what it is written. And I do encourage you. I do encourage you every day, you know, spend a few minutes in prayer and then immediately, immediately go to the word of God. Just read a couple of Psalms, a couple of, of chapters in the Gospels. Just allow the Lord to minister to you every single day, right? You don't have to be extremely theological or, 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 or liturgical or anything like that. Just keep simplicity. You know, I felt like preaching to you this morning about something else, but the, the, Lord, the Lord led me to this. But I felt to share with you the, the three S words that C.S. Lewis um, mentioned, the three things that our word is forgetting. And I'm constantly in this particular season in my life. I'm trying to apply it in my life, which is simplicity, 
simplicity. That's the first one. The second one is um, um, solitude. Solitude. And number three, silence. You know, these are three things that are not praised in our world today. Everything is noisy. We love to be surrounded by people and in big events. And everything is complicated. But every, you know, C.S. Lewis was talking about the character of Jesus Christ, the simplicity of him. How he kept things simple. I have always encouraged you to do that. Let us keep things simple in church. Let us focus on, on the things, on the gift that the Lord has given us, and let's focus on that. Why, why shall we make things complicated? Let's keep things simple. S uh, silence. You know, how many times, you know, the disciples came, Lord, the crowds are looking for you. You know, where were you? And then he would say, let's, let's go to a solitary place and, and pray. Or someone come, come on, come on. Let's go. You know, your, 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 your friend Lazarus is about to die. He's very ill. Come on, let's hurry up. And then the Lord says, let's, let's stay here a couple of days more. Silence, solitude, simplicity. We, will not, we don't have to be shaken. We can trust in him. And Jesus was tested. He was tempted. And he says, it is written. Jesus Christ is the foundation stone, but remember, he's also the incarnated word of God. So the word of God is the foundation too. The Lord Jesus and the word of God never, never, never split. They're always together. And I want to encourage you, everything you may face in life, never, ever, ever compromise with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Never, ever, ever compromise with the things that Jesus Christ has said because he's the corner, he's the, the, the foundation stone and the tested stone. It's been proven, proven through the generations that there is nothing and no one that can shake Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! That's the God we serve. I want to encourage you and give you assurance that your devotion of faith is solid and no one can ever shake that and take that away from you. And then finally, he talks about the precious cornerstone. The precious cornerstone. Of course, you know, the cornerstone was very important. It was the first stone. It was actually a cornerstone because it will actually show where the rest of the building will, will, will uh, kind of uh, continue building uh, from. That cornerstone gave the angle, the position, the level. The, the, you know, everything depended on that precious stone. It was the most important thing. And Jesus Christ has become that precious cornerstone where not only he's the foundation, but from him, everything else is built. And why, you know, why is it precious? Well, let me go back again. The foundation stone is the foundation because of his atonement. The tested stone is, is the tested stone because of his temptations. But the precious cornerstone, is, it is precious because of his relationship to the Father and to the people. It's precious. The precious cornerstone is his relationship to his people and his relationship to his Father. So I want to encourage you also with this. Not only Jesus Christ is the foundation of everything we are and do, not only he is tested and is proven right through the generations, but he's also precious. My precious, you know, someone said. <laughs> he is precious. He's precious because it's about love. It's not about regulations and laws. 
It's about justice. Some people nowadays, and we perceive that here too, also, you know, in Germany, there is so much, oh God, everything is about love. Hell doesn't exist. Everything is about love. Everything is, oh, you know, God understands us. Uh, remember that God is also righteous. God is love, but God is righteous. He cannot tolerate unholiness. And um, I want to encourage you with these words because everything we are and everything we do is based on these three things. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is our foundation. He's, he's been proven and tested through the ages. And he is being found that, um, to be solid. And also he's that precious cornerstone in his relationship with us and with his Father. So how can we apply this to our own lives? Well, as I said before, the foundation, you know, we base everything in who he is and what he has done for us and our decision and our commitment to his word. Also, when we go through our temptations, the tests of our flesh, we know that uh, we have to keep them in check because they are constantly there to destroy us, to take away the focus from us. Um, the Bible says that he's the author and the finisher of our faith. So keep focus on Jesus. Don't, fo don't focus, don't look at the, at, the, um, at the fog, but look at him, the author and the finisher of our faith. Knowing that when things become cloudy and difficult, he has not called you to be a chicken, but an eagle. An eagle can raise above the storm and face eye to eye to the Son of Righteousness, which is also a symbolism of Jesus Christ. The eagle is the only animal that can look to the sun straight in his eye, if you like. Amazing. Amazing. The Lord has made us able to look at him, the author and the finisher of our faith. And then, above everything, please remember that he is our precious cornerstone. He is precious. He's delightful. He's wonderful because he loves you and he loves us. And it's because his love that we are melted in his love. He has loved us so much that, um, that we just couldn't resist it and we just surrendered to him. Hallelujah. So he's the foundation stone in his atonement. He's the tested stone in his temptations and he's the precious cornerstone in his relationship. Hallelujah. Let's pray, shall we? I told you I would be short today. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that Pastor Manuel finally have learned how to preach in 20 minutes. And Lord, we thank you so much for the privilege we have to be here. Thank you that you're faithful and that you are good and that your mercies endure forever. Thank you that there's nothing, absolutely nothing that escapes you. And thank you that you love us and you are here with us. We love you, Lord. And we commit this week to you. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen and amen.